Savage Mind Podcast. If you don't know who I am, let me introduce myself. I am Jason. This is my podcast. This is my brand. This is my lifestyle. I believe if you know me in person, I do the best I can within my ability and my knowledge to live what I say. In this society, most people do not do that. Just because you post it, just because you say it, just because you tell other people, if your actions do not line up with your words, then you do not live what you say. I feel like I live my version of the savage lifestyle through accountability, through discipline, uh, through no enabling in every way that I can. If you're not familiar with this podcast, I encourage you to go listen to past episodes and I encourage you to go subscribe, please. It would be very much appreciated. It's not necessary. Uh, If if you've listened to any past episodes or you haven't, you know that uh, my podcast is only me for now, still, yes, and I cover certain subject matters that are important to me, that are on my mind. That uh, through my own experience, that's what I try to do. And uh, looking forward to the future, uh, th- there will be a, a interesting, savage guests on my podcast from all walks of life. And it will be video and it will go to YouTube. And after four and a half seasons, we're still not there yet. It's just not there. And I have all the equipment and I have people lined up. And I hope that everyone that's lined up still... Uh, wants to do so. If they do not, then that is their right, and I will find other people. Uh, There's no shortage of people who possibly want to tell their story and and share their their journey, and and I'm very grateful for all of them who want to do so. Also, you would know that my podcast was free for four seasons, and it was an option to subscribe and then when I made, went to subscription only and made it mandatory, somehow I fucked something up and uh, made the necessary adjustments, which uh, gave me, it didn't suspend me from my podcast, but it gave me, uh, uh, I couldn't make any changes for two months. So whatever little revenue I had, and I mean little, uh, that I had for my dedicated loyal subscribers, which I very much appreciate. I lost two months, two or three months, two about two and a half months of revenue for that. So I was I was going to let everybody know that I went back and made the changes, and those restrictions were lifted July twelfth, and I still haven't really reached out to very many people and encouraged them to go subscribe. I don't want to have to force you into subscription. Uh, you know, I feel like at the most it's ten to twelve dollars a month, which is three dollars a week, and I I do no less most of the time than one podcast a week, which is Usually no less than four a month. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's seven. But at the very least, it's one episode a week or four a month. I feel like for me taking my time to share my experience, to share my my journey and share what, what knowledge I do have, I try not to base it off of an opinion. Uh, I feel like that's not too much to ask. $2.50 a week, less than 50 cents a day. And I would encourage you. So what I did was I went back and made the changes uh, what I did was I didn't realize I made too many changes in a 30-day period, so it restricted me, and I couldn't open up for subscription anymore, and it locked up about 50 episodes of my podcast. So right now, it still is uh, audio only, and it's just me. It's not the way I prefer it, because we will talk about some of these same subject matters with people on, 
and different subject matters from from music to fitness to to ultra running to to tattoo artists to whatever i mean uh women and men both equally uh and i look forward to doing that so maybe that that gives y'all something to hang on to so when i got those restrictions lifted everyone can subscribe now again and i did not make it mandatory so by me not making it mandatory i hope that y'all be willing to do it on your own so with that being said i want to jump on this podcast uh because this is fresh on my mind i've had it on my mind ever since i've heard it like a lot of things and i've already had a couple of discussions and you know i try not to get caught up in politics i try not to get caught up in religion i, I i'm very vocal about some things I'm, I'm vocal about damn near everything but those are two subjects i try to stay away from uh whatever side people take is their opinion if it's not hurting a child or attacking or hurting anyone personally and i really don't give a fuck who you vote for i don't care what your political party is i don't care what your sexual preference is and i don't care what your religion is we shouldn't care about that and what what this society seems to have a problem with is that we base our people and our friends and our circle and our clique based off of if we have those things in common. And I don't think it has to be that way. I don't think that we have to be the same religion. I don't think that we have to be the same sexual preference. I don't think we have to have the the the, the, the same priorities and the same value system. I don't. Remember, there's a difference between an attack on you and it feels like an attack because you're offended. If you're offended and no one attacked you personally, it's just your fucking problem. That's all it is. We have a society that's it's built on uh, the, the mindset of if you're not with me, you're against me. And that's that sounds cool saying it like a lot of shit does on social media. And most people ain't willing to do that. And think about our life for anybody in our age group, give or take 10 years. We didn't know what our favorite artists, our favorite musicians, our favorite athletes. We didn't know what they, somewhat, we didn't, with, with, with social media and Instagram and Twitter and now you have threads and, and Facebook and all of these things. We didn't often know where these people stood and we didn't give a fuck. And then we started changing the way we thought about people, which is what we did with our with, with, with people we considered our friends. Uh, on Facebook, people we went to school with, people we grew up with, people that we work with, people that we're related to. And then we started changing how we felt about them or how we f- we felt about them or how they felt about us based off of these things. And I, and I don't think that it has to be that way because I have a lot of people that I deeply care about and they care about me. And we, we think a lot different on a lot of things. There are some non-negotiables and some non-compromises. And we'll talk about that. So But the thing is, when it's a problem, is when it's shoved down our fucking throat. Sometimes you just like the band. Sometimes you just like the athlete. Maybe you don't want to know anything. Maybe you just like the person. They go. I go back and I say this a lot. I just had this conversation earlier today. This is, and I probably did this in the past, not knowing I did this. Asking people what they do for a living to make money. Why do we do that? Are are, are we deciding when they? depending on what answer or response they give, if they're going to be our friends or not. 
Oh, what are we doing? We're basing it off of income. We're basing it off of what title. We're basing it off of position. We're basing it off of authority. Or, or if, if that's the case, why don't we ask them their fucking credit score? We need to quit normalizing these things, especially when we just meet someone. We need to, my opinion and experience, don't ask nobody what they do for a living unless they offer. Are, are we afraid that we might actually like somebody outside of our social circle? Outside of our network, we might actually like these people. They might actually like us if we didn't ask those fucking questions. Don't ask them their sexual preference. Don't ask them their religion. But also at the same time, it shouldn't be shoved down our fucking throat. And this goes for anything. But saying that, I don't believe in censoring anything. Unless it's the exploitation of children or it's a racist attack. A deliberate attack. Not the way you take it, not the way you feel, not because you're in your feelings, not because you're offended, not because you don't have the tools and the discipline to know the difference. No matter how much we don't agree with it, no matter how fucked up it is, if it isn't those things, we shouldn't censor anything. Do y'all realize, no matter where you stand, any, any of you listeners stand, do you real, do, are y'all aware that we have tried to silence, and pretty much have, Anybody that don't agree with a certain way of life, anybody that we've let a certain group, a small percentage of a group talk and have their fucking way. And we block, delete, uh, excommunicate and suspend and terminate anyone who doesn't agree with that. And that's supposed to be everything we're against in this country. We don't have to agree with it. We have to let everyone talk, censor no one. I'll remind you again. You can't be censoring people because they don't agree with you. You can't come after them because they don't agree with you. We are really treading on some very fucking thin ice and in a very weird place in history when we try to silence one specific side that doesn't agree with us on whatever it is we want to silence the majority to make a small percentage of people not offended i don't care if this offends you we are really fucking up and if you don't know what that's called that's called communism so i want to talk about this this is a popular subject right now anytime a celebrity or athlete does something it's, it's popular because the, they're on a worldwide stage, right? So let's talk about the situation with Jason Aldean. He's a country artist. He's very good. He's one of my favorite artists. I've never seen him live. I wish I did. This doesn't matter about my opinion or where I stand. I'm giving what I think is a fair perspective. So, the, so now my understanding, I may have this wrong, is they've pulled his song off the radio which is uh, try that in a small town. And I may be, I don't know if I'm correct about that. All over Instagram, all over Facebook. A lot of my friends and people I know are posting about it. And I've did a little research, not a lot. I watched the video. So I want to give my position on it and my experience and what I think also being raised and growing up in a, some small towns. I love Jason Aldean. That's a personal personal preference. He's one of my favorite country artists, one of my favorite artists, period. I love his music. I love what he stands for, as far as I know. 
I don't have a problem with the song and it is not fucking racist at all to me. And this is a person that is more accepted, me personally, is more accepted in the Hispanic and black community than I am with my own color. That is a fucking fact, even at my age. If you know me and you know where I live, and you know how I grew up, you know that there's no one more acceptance of me than the black community. And my wife is Hispanic. Okay? That's the way y'all are taking it. I don't have a problem with it at all. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm just, again, I'm giving my perspective and my experience growing up in small towns and living in one now that I don't want to live in. But this is where we live. I didn't listen to all the words. I just know I watched the video a couple of times. That way I knew just a little bit enough to be able to talk about it because it's flooding social media. So let me tell you this. The video is not racist to me. I like the song. I like Jason Aldean. I like what he stands for. I'll continue to uh, purchase his music. I'll continue to listen to him. I'd love to see him live. I haven't. Do you understand what we do when we ban someone like that, but we let other people, excuse me, let other people have a worldwide stage and think about how some of their messages are. I'm not going to use no specific names because there's not that I'm scared to fucking offend anybody because I'm not. I don't give a fuck what you think and I don't give a fuck about your feelings and I don't give a fuck what you stand for at all. And you shouldn't you shouldn't care what I do either. As Snoop Dogg said years ago, fuck what you stand for and fuck what you're about. Don't care. I hope it's for good. I hope it's for help. I hope it's for not enabling. I hope it's for savagery. I hope it's for discipline. I hope it's for growth. I hope it's for evolution. But this is what I want to say because I've been seeing this float around. And this is not enough time on this podcast to talk about this. So I'm going to do another video on it too. Then I'm going to do another podcast on it. Because I know there's going to be a fallout after this. Maybe that is Jason Aldean's perception of his small town. I don't know. I don't know if that's the premise of that and his position. But that ain't my definition of a small town. So I've seen some people that I know. Uh, and I, like again, I never say names. Post. I stand with Jason Aldean. All that. I stand with him too. I don't know if he gives a fuck if we stand with him. I don't know. Uh I don't know if he should give a fuck. Uh, I like him standing his ground. I fucking love that. It doesn't matter if you agree with someone. It matters if they stand their fucking ground and they don't backpedal. They don't change your fucking story and they don't fucking nut up. Because that's what most people do when they think they're fixing to lose something. From, From any per scale, any walk of life. People talk that shit until it comes time to put rubber to the pavement until it comes time to fucking do it. Everybody wants to be a beast and a fucking savage. So it's t- it comes time to do what a beast and a savage does. And most people don't show the fuck up. He showed the fuck up. But I want to talk about <clears throat> the mentality of small town stick together shit. Good old boys. Hard working folks. People that got each other's back. My, not opinion, my experience is it's not that way at all. Now, people might say, well, that's your opinion and that's your experience. Yeah, you might be right. 
I've been in a reasonable amount of small towns my whole life. It just happened by default. I didn't want to stay here. I trapped myself early in life, and I've since got out of those traps, and I'm working on that. So the the the, the county seat, anybody that knows this, where I live in Ellis County, Texas, <clears throat> the county seat is Waxahachie. If y'all know how to say that, Waxahachie, Texas. I don't even know if I say it right now. I've been here 40 years. <clears throat> I went to school here most of my life. We moved here. When I was four years old, my dad got killed. Uh, I only had a few family members here. Still the same family members now. Uh, it was only like a like three or four cousins and a couple of aunts, and my aunts had passed away. We didn't have no connections. We didn't know anybody. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Didn't mean to stay here. Just you know, it happens. I had some good, great memories here. Uh, you know, I. I got memories I wouldn't replace with some people that I would never replace. Whether some of those people are gone, whether I see them anymore, whether I talk to them or not, some of them I still talk to. As childhood, as teens, as sports, state championship football team, buying houses, coaching Little League, working at a job for 20 plus years. There's some bad memories, no doubt, but there's more good than there's bad. Outside of those, the county seat, there's little towns. The town we live in personally is what I call not a town. It's a farming community. None against these people. I'm sure a lot of them work hard. So Waxahachie, when we moved here when I was a kid, I believe was about 10,000 people about 40 years ago. Nowadays, it's probably, <clears throat> excuse me again, uh, 40, 50,000 people somewhere in there. I don't know if the census has been updated. I think that that's kind of still considered a small town a little bit. But the community we live in is about twenty five to 2,800. That's real fucking small town. Do you think everybody, what do y'all mean by good old boy? I just had someone, that I, it's a friend that posted this the other day. They said, I'm, I stand with Jason Aldean. <clears throat> I'm proud to be raised in a small town where it's a bunch of good old boys raised by hardworking mamas and daddies. This is going to piss some of y'all off. I'm not saying there ain't no good old boys, but I don't use that term. Because what I think good old boys are exactly what I'm not. And just because you're raised by hardworking folks, what does that fucking mean? Does that mean necessarily how people are going to turn out? Does that mean they're better? I'll tell you what I believe of of a town in the community. I've been in 40 plus fucking years. I've never been a problem except for people who can't fuck me over. I never put up with shit. I bought homes here. And you can go back and listen to the podcast with the situation about one of my children. And I'll tell you, let you know exactly where I stand. So everyone has a different perception of their of their small town living. <clears throat> you know, to me... Good old boys is a system. And this is coming from a white man who grew up in a predominantly black community. Hispanic, a little bit of whites, but mainly black. So to me, good old boys are a system I'm not part of. Hardworking people. I know a lot more hardworking people than I, than I, than I do lazy people. I've been a hardworking motherfucker my whole life. My kids turned out significantly different. 
I came from a different environment in which I raised them in, in which I have another family now. Totally different. The, the mindset behind that song, from what I heard, was small town people stick together. They don't come to small towns, our small towns, with that bullshit and think you're going to take our guns away, that you're going to tell us what to do, that you're going to do anything to us. I don't know. And I don't want to get into this. And I don't care if they try to fucking censor it because I don't give a fuck because I'm still going to come back with a stronger message. Telling us who to vote for, telling us what we can do. That may be common. That may be the case with some people. But I think that this is my experience. I think those, <clears throat> let me give you an example. I'm backtracking here. This town we live in is about 25 to 2,800 people, give or take. I can name three or four families here. Doesn't mean all of them have money. I want to I want to stress that. Doesn't mean all of them have money and that they inherited anything. But I can just name three or four families, and I and it would probably be a couple of hundred people. And in these little communities, everyone is related in some way. This is how they stay on the city council. This is how they open up businesses. This is how they manipulate things. This is the fucking truth y'all don't want to hear. And the only reason you don't want to hear it is if you're one of these people. That's a good old boy. A lot of times the cops overlook these people. The, the rules and restrictions don't apply to these people. The reason they stay close to each other is because they have something to gain. And because they can get away with that stuff in small towns. You go somewhere else, no one gives a fuck. So when I had my first family and my two oldest kids were young, I lived in another small town about this same size. I was a homeowner. I owned land and a home separately. I was probably 25 and had been on my, first, my job about eight years and already been a homeowner and landowner for about five. 25 years old. My ex-wife was from that town. Well, I was real vocal about some shit right away. I can think back. And again, this ain't everybody's experience. But again, if you're indoctrinated within that system and you're part of one of these families, then you don't even see it. I had some issues with certain people. I don't say names. Did you know they wouldn't even let me on the city council agenda to even speak? No felonies, no ex-con. Homeowner, landowner, paid my taxes, kids went to school there. I was a little, I was a coach of three different sports. Wouldn't even let me on the agenda. See, a lot of times, maybe y'all overlook this because you never tried those things. You just accepted the way it was. And you accepted, you may or may not know that you're not part of them, them families and those people. You're not part of that circle. You're not part of the gatekeepers on a smaller scale of not in this world or the country, but in the town. I didn't understand it then either, but I started figuring it out real early in my 20s. <clears throat> when I went back and looked at it, everyone that was on that city council was, was a preceding generation of their parents and grandparents had already been on that city council. 
my experience and knowledge that I have gained since then is in every small town, they don't want outsiders. And somebody asked me and said, well, you've been in this county for this long, even back then, that this long, and you've been in this town that long, you're not an outsider. So recently with the events that have transpired the, transpired the last couple of years and the tragedy in our family, I'm very much aware that I'm an outsider. What's an outsider? So I know people that I dearly love that are third or fourth generation inside this town, inside this county. Third or four, three or four generation goes back a hundred something, a hundred, what, 100, 125, 150 years? Let's say the average person lives to be 70 some years old. And I told these people that I love, I love, I respect these people. I said, y'all are in your 50s, your parents are in your 70s. And your parents are still alive. That's a blessing. Also, their parents were from here. These people said, this is just one example. I'm just using one example. Your, their parents were from here. They said, yes. Their parents were from here. Yes. And I said, it doesn't mean y'all are rich, but it was inevitable that y'all would be successful here. We moved here when I was four years old because my dad got murdered. Single mom, one grandmother, no siblings, no uncles, no, no nobody around. It's not poor me. I'm just saying there's a lot of people out there like me that never felt like they could speak up. I always wondered growing up when they asked me, who's your folks? And they didn't know who my folks were. I didn't, as a kid, I didn't tell people my dad was murdered when we moved here. I didn't really understand that. I had a stepdad. He, he wasn't mean to me. He was just kind of there, but he worked hard. That was, that was about it. But I didn't, I didn't get into that. I didn't know how to explain it. So I'm just speaking from my, my experience. As I got older, and then moved through life, made changes, did different things, I understood that I really wasn't from here. Y'all fucking feel me on that? They let me know that I wasn't from here. You know, I tell people, y'all see this on social media. It says, get a divorce, lose your house, lose your job, go broke, start over. You'll find out who your friends are. I've been through all that shit. Divorce, bankruptcy, foreclosure, business loss. And then this shit happened with one of my kids. No matter what I did in a small town, this is what they'll fucking remember. Not the people that really love me. Because people like to fucking gossip. And this is what I get out of small towns. I think saying we all stick together and take care of our own, I don't think that's a racist statement. That's not a racist statement at all. Not the way Jason Aldean said it. Take care of our own means if you're not like us. If you don't think like us. And I don't think people stick together at fucking all. What I see in small towns is more people fucking gossiping. More people know your business. What I always tell people, and if you know me, you know I say this. And this is truth. A stranger or an acquaintance usually has no reason to put a fucking knife in your back, gossip about you, throw you under the bus, or fuck you over. Or hate on you. It's always fucking family and friends. And it's because they're too fucking closely connected. They've been watching you your whole life. 
Y'all been watching each other. You've been around somebody your whole life and you really don't know these motherfuckers. Just because you party with them, just because you work with them. This town right here. There's a group of men that gather at the gas station every fucking morning, even on weekends. They drink coffee, they talk. People probably call them good old boys. I know a handful of people that do. They're hard workers. I don't know them personally, but I know who they are. All hard workers. They gossip more than fucking women do. When I come in that store, which is very, very rare, to get gas, to get something to drink, I nod my head, good morning, whatever. They always try to interact and talk to me. I don't want to engage with them. I don't want to conversate with them. And deep down, they want to know why that I don't want to be like them. Why don't I want to talk to them? Why, why am I not interested in that? Why do I not want to sit out there and bust chops? If I went out there and talked to these guys, I'd probably hurt all of them's feelings. Older guys. Let me tell you something else. COVID, and yeah, I said the word. If that did not expose the people in small towns would not stick together, and I don't know what did. I talked about it in my podcast during COVID. It was more likely people in bigger metropolitan and suburban areas, most likely that they had more knowledge. They didn't need to stick together. They made their own choice. Let me tell you something. In this small town, all these people said, come come take it. We ain't going to do this. We're not. I'm not saying all of them. Let me tell you, a bunch of them fucking ate their fucking words. And then what they did, just like at work, just like in your peer group, just like in your family, it was an option. Say if you're a vaccine person. Nobody might have pressured you or demanded that you take it but what they did they started influencing you with peer pressure to do so and i watched people turn on each other they'd known each other their whole fucking life small town good old boys a mentality it's not a real thing the only people that subscribe to that are the people that's in that system and i'm not one of them Let me be very clear about this. If you think a group of people, whatever the number is, I don't know what town Jason, I mean, I know what he, I think it's Macon, Georgia or Alabama or whatever it is. I don't know how many people that is. I haven't researched it. But if you're talking about a town of 10,000 or less and you think they all stick together when it's outsiders, that little shit of locals only and we don't want outsiders and move back. That sounds funny and it's, it sounds joking. What people really mean is we don't want shit to change. I tell them in this town all the time, we have a house here and it's about to be paid for. We don't interact with no one in town. We don't have no business here. It's just for the home. You can't bitch about jobs and then vote everything out. But the reason y'all vote everything out is because it's the same people voting. 30 miles up the road is Dallas. Not even 30 miles. People live significantly different. And because they don't live like they do here, they criticize, judge, and attack them. Dress different. Live different. Maybe their idea of 
Happiness isn't land in a farm. There's nothing wrong with the land in a farm. In a house, maybe it's a fucking flat. Maybe it's a fucking condo. What I always say is if you really want to get judged and criticized, go to a small town and be an outsider. Try to start a business. Try to make a difference. It doesn't mean you're coming in fucking telling them that they need to be fucking satanic devil worshippers or that you're trying to bring in some agenda of sex. All you have to do is not be like them. See how far it goes. And in every small town, especially in Texas, you can always find a fucking Baptist church. No one's more judgmental than fundamentalists. And I'm not I'm not attacking any religion. There's a reason that there aren't other things in these these towns. Now, I don't know what goes on in other states. And in Texas, it's like your own, it's our own country. They get real offended by that shit. The, even some of my buddies or people I care about might be listening to this. And the only reason they would get pissed is because they're part of that fucking good old boy system or they're part of that circle of click. And I'm fucking not. And I don't care if they fucking get mad. But I don't need it. I don't want it. So try that in a small town, man. Eh. Try starting a business in a small town when you're not from here. Try fucking running for city council. Try thinking outside the box. Try saying you're not religious, saying that you don't vote for Trump, which I don't want to get into politics. Try saying that you don't fucking wear boots and fucking Wranglers. Try to say that you're open-minded. Try to say that your kid doesn't play football or baseball. Try to say that you're not related to nobody. I mean, I can go down the fucking list and we can go down this rabbit hole all fucking day. But that good old boy shit raised by good people. What's good people? What do you consider good people? Because I, I encourage you to go back and listen to my podcast on the nice guy, the nice person compared to a good person. Because someone's nice or they're a hard worker doesn't mean they're good people. Doesn't mean they're bad people. But just because you're nice... And you're a good old boy, good old girl, good people. You know what we do? We call good people, people we like, even if they're not good. That's what we do. So I'm going to do another Facebook video and an a Instagram live on this as well, because I want to dive into this deeper later. So I'm going to go for now. So it's Savage Mind Podcast. The subscriptions are open. They're voluntarily. I encourage you to subscribe. If you don't know how, please feel free to reach out to me on any platform. In the meantime, I'll see y'all again in a few days. Y'all stay humble and live savage.